Grace, mercy, and peace be to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Our text today's message comes from the Old Testament reading of Genesis and the New Testament reading of Acts, as you heard a few moments ago. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, today we celebrate the day of Pentecost. Fifty days after the resurrection of Jesus, we remember the disciples being filled with the Holy Spirit as tongues of fire descended upon them, and they began to speak in other tongues, languages, so that the word of God spread, because people who were in Jerusalem were able to hear the gospel of Jesus in their own language. Now, days are important to God. When we go back to creation, we find that Everything has a purpose and an order. God created everything in this world in six days, and then he rested on the seventh day. The seven days of creation factor into God establishing the week for us, as well as a Sabbath day of rest. We see that in Exodus, when God gives the third commandment to remember the Sabbath day and keep it holy, he says, For in six days the Lord made heaven and earth, the sea and all that is in them, And rested on the seventh day. Therefore, the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and made it holy. Throughout the history of the Bible, there are days of the week that have become more important to us. If we were to go back to the original week of creation, and you were to tell me which was the most significant day of creation, which day would you say is most significant? Now, maybe you say the seventh day, the day that God rested. Maybe say the first day, because that's the day that it all started. But I would probably say day number six. Why? Because that's the day that God made man. You're all here because there was a day number six. And man is the pinnacle of God's creation. As God saves man, the best, for last, he establishes what we call an order of creation. That being God at the top, followed by man, and then the rest of creation that God made. Since man is given dominion over all creation. So man is more important than animals and plants and all other created things. However, that perfect order of creation didn't stay perfect for very long. We don't know exactly when, but let's just say that it was probably only days after that first week that the order of creation is tested. Satan comes along and says, did God really say you can't eat from any tree? Eve says, we can't eat from the tree in the middle of the garden because when we eat it, we'll die. Satan then responds, you will not surely die for God knows that when you eat of it, your eyes will be opened and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. So when the woman saw that the tree was good for food and that it was a delight to the eyes and that the tree was to be desired to make one wise. And that temptation to be like God, to put yourself on the same level as God or to put yourself above God, to make yourself God, flips that order of creation and really ruins everything. From that day on, sin has wanted to keep that messed up order of creation messed up. And you only have to go a few chapters down the book of Genesis to see that problem remain, which you heard in the Old Testament reading. This is the story of the Tower of Babel. Now, at this point, the world only had one language, 
which meant it was pretty easy to communicate with one another and work together. And they said to one another, Come, let us build ourselves a city and a tower with its top in the heavens, and let us make a name for ourselves, lest we be dispersed over the face of the whole earth. Building a tower to the heavens, making a name for themselves, certainly sounds like placing yourself at the same level or higher than God. And since God is the only God and you are not him, he had to take one language and turn it into many. So they could not continue to work together and understand one another and accomplish what they set out to do. Become like God. After that day, with all the confused languages, the people spread out over the whole earth. Exactly what they didn't want. Now, who knows what the Tower of Babel really looked like, but obviously it was never completed. As we look at our own lives and all the places where we put ourselves above God and his law and commands and authority, we know that we are no different than the people of Babel. We may not want to make a name for ourselves, but some of us do. And that becomes a priority with our jobs, careers, social status, and so on. We may not be physically building a tower to God, but there is certainly a part of us that thinks we can get into heaven by the things that we do, by our actions, by our good works. This is what sin has done to us. It has ruined the order of creation and has caused us to build our lives upon so many other things that are not God. Jobs, hobbies, other people, reputation, popularity, money, lustful desires, our sinful, selfish selves. And God treats us no differently than Babel. Any towers that you build your life upon, towers that are not him, will be destroyed. God's word tells us in Luke, For everyone who exalts himself will be humbled, and he who humbles himself will be exalted. There is no place for your selfish desires in heaven. There is no place for your sin in heaven. One of the consequences for Babel is that we have all different languages. Yet in all languages of the world, you will find people using their words to bring others down. To bring others down and lift themselves up. But again, those who exalt themselves will be humbled. And we don't deserve to just be humbled. We deserve to be punished. As we think about the tongues of fire at Pentecost, what we deserve for our sin and selfishness is the fires of hell, where not even a drop of water can increase, decrease the torment. We deserve eternal suffering for all of our sins. But that is not what God wants for us. On day number six, man was created. That's Friday. Shortly thereafter, man ruined everything and sin entered the world. Thousands of years after that first Friday, another man set out to reverse the messed up order of creation back to its original order once and for all. That order being God on top and man following. 
And the only way for that to be possible was for God to become man. Jesus Christ, both God and man. And to humble himself. Humble himself by becoming obedient to death. Even death on a cross. As Paul writes in Philippians. On day number six, Friday, the day of man, Jesus goes to the cross. The perfect, sinless Son of God lays down his life for you and me, for the sins of the whole world, your sins and mine, for all mankind. And on day number one, Sunday, Jesus rises from the dead, proving that he defeated sin, death, and the devil once and for all. And that's why we gather together on Sundays, because it is the Lord's day when he rose from the dead, promising that we who believe will also rise from the dead. And so every Sunday we gather together, we are celebrating Easter all over again. And 40 days after Jesus rose from the dead, he ascended into heaven. And what happened there, Paul goes on to say in Philippians, is that God exalted Jesus to the highest place because he humbled himself. And now he is exalted forever as our king with the name that is above every other name. And then 50 days after that first Easter, we celebrate Pentecost. And what we get with Pentecost is almost a Babel reversal. Not that there is only one language that everyone understands, but that the disciples are given the gift to speak in all the other languages so that everyone can hear the gospel the life-saving, life-changing message of Jesus Christ and what he's done for us. Whereas the people of Babel said, let's make a name for ourselves. And God responded with, let's confuse their language. At Pentecost, God is saying, I will give them the ability by the Holy Spirit to speak in all the language of the people. And the people responded with, Everyone who calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Or as Paul writes in Philippians, At the name of Jesus every knee should bow, in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. We are only able to confess Jesus Christ as Lord because of the Holy Spirit, who gives us the gift of faith, the ability to hear, understand, and believe the word of God. On this first day of the week, we confess our faith with the words of the Apostles' Creed. Today, we'll look specifically at the third article. A couple weeks ago, you saw the Confirmants make a confession of their faith. Faith that began at baptism with the Holy Spirit working in their lives and continuing to help them grow and mature in faith. The same for many of you sitting here today as well. This is your journey. And it continues on. It never ends. Because the church is called to go out to all nations and share the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ, to bring them to the waters of baptism and later to the Lord's altar. And maybe this means that you'll learn a new language in order to share the message with people of a different background than you. Maybe this means that you use the words you already have been blessed with to share Jesus with your neighbor or friend, or family member. I'm not saying this is easy. There are certainly challenges along the way because our sinfulness gets in the way. But all of us can confess our faith in Jesus' death and resurrection because the Lord who began this good work in you 
The Holy Spirit, who gives you the words to speak, will help you proclaim the name that is above every other name, the name of Jesus Christ our Lord. That's what Pentecost is all about. Amen. And now the peace of God, which passes all understanding, guard your hearts and minds in Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Savior. Amen.